Welcome to the Less Doing Podcast, where you will learn how to start living more by doing less. Let me help you optimize, automate, and outsource your entire life so you can focus on doing the things you love. Now here's your host, Ari Mizell. Welcome back to the Less Doing Podcast. I'm your host, Ari Mizell, and my guest today is Nathan Hirsch of FreeUp. Nathan, thanks for joining me. Ari, thanks so much for having me. So FreeUp is a, a marketplace where you can hire freelancers to help you get more done in your life and your business, right? Correct. And why did you start FreeUp? So I became an entrepreneur at a young age when I was 20, and I had my business started growing. I was running a, an Amazon business out of my college dorm room, and as I was growing this business, I had this need to hire, but I was also 20, 21 years old. Um, I didn't have access to that much talent. It was just the, the college students around me, and that wasn't enough. As my business grew, I got introduced to the Upworks, the Fivers of the world. Um, I became addicted to the remote hiring world, um, saw the advantages of it. But it just take, took up too much of my time to post a job and get 50 applicants to apply. So I really wanted a faster way. And when I couldn't find one, I built it myself. Cool. Okay. Well, that <laughs> it's like the, the classic entrepreneurial story, which is great. So why uh, why not use any of the tools that were out there? And how, well, it's more, I guess, more importantly, how do you see FreeUp being different from you know Upwork or other services like that? Yeah. So at the end of the day, I could always get the talent that I wanted because I, I developed a pretty good interview process. But it just took forever. I would post a job. I would get 50, 100 people to apply, interview them one by one. And it, it could take me two weeks to hire someone that I needed for five hours. And it was just very inefficient for me. So with FreeUp, we do it differently. We get hundreds of applicants every week. We vet them for skill, attitude, communication, take the top 1%, let them in, and make them available fast. Clients put in a request, we fill it within a business day. On the back end, we have freelancers from five to $75 an hour. We have 24 seven support, people that cover my Skype and email at all times and my calendars right on the website. And we have a no turnover guarantee. So if a freelancer quits for any reason, which rarely happens, but it's real life, we cover the replacement cost. So what's different is our pre-vetting, our speed, our customer service, and that protection that you get at the end. Which is really great, I have to say, because I think that's one of the biggest problems with Upwork. Upwork has, I mean, it, well, you tell me, but Upwork, Upwork is larger than you, right? Definitely. Yeah. So Upwork is obviously like the biggest, but it, it, I feel like it almost causes more problems for a lot of people because a great example of this would be uh, website design stuff, right? So somebody will go on there and post like, I need a website design, and they'll get 175 people you know, half of whom have five stars or more and, and are offering all sorts of different things. There's no way to sort of compare it. And like, then the person has turned themselves into a project manager that they don't want to be. So what you're talking about is really a, a huge benefit. Yeah. And we all know that reviews can be manipulated. They don't tell the full story. And to have someone actually vet these people where we reject 99 out of every 100 applicants we get, and we get around 800 applicants a week, you know that you're getting the best of the best. And, and we back it up too. I mean, these are real people. Stuff is always going to come up here and there, usually small. And if anything does happen, we have your back, we make it right. And we make sure that your business keeps moving forward. And what? Uh, what is that process look like for taking in those 800 people? I, you, I mean, did you build something out of custom? Like how many steps do they go through? What, what, like, what does that look like? 
Yeah, so we have a freelancer recruitment team or freelancer success team um, that these are people that have worked with me for a very long time. They know what I like, what I don't like, and it starts off with an application process right on our website. If you click become or apply to be a freelancer, um, fill out an application, tell us about, about yourself, why you want to join FreeUp. Um, we take those applications, we review them, we take the best ones, we schedule a one-on-one -on -one interview where we're really vetting you for skill and attitude. Um, we spent a lot of time building Amazon questions and web development questions and um, having a ways to review someone's portfolio if they're a graphic designer. So we spend a lot of time on that. But we also deal with the attitude side of it. Are you passionate about what they do, what you do? Are you just in it for the paycheck? Um, do you actually care about the client's businesses? Will you be a good fit for our community that we're building? Um, and if they pass that that one-on-one -on -one interview, which can be pretty vigorous, we also have the communication best practices. And this is 15 pages of communication best practices that they have to memorize and get tested on, all from my real-life experience hiring freelancers. Stuff um, like hitting deadlines, hitting um, estimates, and not making us chase you across the US or across the Philippines if you have a family emergency, updating clients. So they have to pass that test before they get into the network, and we take around 1% of our applicants. And what is what's one of the the least common skill sets you have on the platform least common no, okay. I guess we're <laughs> <laughs> um i would say anything with development i mean it, it's so there's so many different types of developers i mean you've got the wordpress which we have a good amount then you've got like today we got a request for a ruby on rails developer so we have less of those because it's a little bit more specific and then you got people building android apps so What's kind of fun about us is we started off being more of an Amazon marketplace for Amazon sellers because that was my background. And then we expanded to more e-commerce because people pulled their e-commerce community. So you're getting Shopify, eBay, Walmart sellers. And then we've really expanded well past that. People told their other business community. So we get real estate agents and uh, marketing agencies, software companies. So we, we've really kind of diversified and offer these services to a lot more clients, but we've been recruiting Amazon people for three years. We've been recruiting developers for eight months, maybe a little bit more. So we obviously have less of those people than the Amazon just because of the amount of time that we've been recruiting for, but with plans to expand further and further. Um, and what does your team look like? So what's cool about us is we have no internal employees. We It's me and my business partner, Connor. We only hire freelancers on the marketplace, the exact same freelancers that are, I was available, gonna ask. <laughs> yeah, that are available to our client base. So last week, freelancers billed me about 800 hours. So I do practice what I preach. My customer service reps are in the Philippines. They were available to clients before I locked them up full time. Our, our Facebook ad expert is a lot of our clients use them. I use them too. Um, so every, every part of our team is freelancers that are in the network. Yeah, okay. That was gonna be my next question, which is awesome. So what is the, what's the challenge for you now in growing your business? Great question. So um, there, whenever you have a marketplace, there's three different sides of it, right? You've got the freelancers we're trying to recruit. We have the clients we're trying to recruit. And then you have the, the software that holds it all together. And at first, we didn't look at ourselves as a software company, um, which was a little short-sighted. And you also have to remember the Upworks, the Fivers of the world, they have these gigantic software budgets. So there's no way that we can compete with them in terms of software. But at the same time, we do have to keep up, especially as we get bigger and bigger and 
we're getting bigger clients, people expect more as we get to year three, year four, year five. So I think the biggest challenge is we have all these software ideas, we have a hundred pages of things that we wanna do, but we also are limited. We have to prioritize and figure out, okay, this upgrade goes before this. Oh, this idea we just had, let's slide it in here. Um, while also trying to continue to crank it up because you can get into this habit of trying to do big project after big project after big project. And then over that six months you're working on it, everything becomes outdated. So I think that's something that we've gotten better at, but we still have a lot more work to do. Um, and well, so what's the, what's sort of the plans for the future then in that regard? Yeah, I mean, it, it all comes down to investing more into software. I think it took us two years to find a team that we were really comfortable with. We, we really like the team we have now. Um, one of our lead developers, he, he used to work at Universal Studios. He actually just got a new um, part-time job this week, um, and he works for us too. Both jobs are remote. Um, and then we have two people in, the, in India that do a fantastic job for us. And I think next step, we're going to be expanding our team even more. Um, we're trying to figure out, hey, do we do the more front-end, more back-end? Do we hire someone more full-time? Do we hire an agency? Maybe we have a lot of agencies in the marketplace to kind of take it over, so it's one less thing we have to deal with. Um, it's all things that we're kind of figuring out right now. Um, well, and so how do you, well, how do you and your business partner sort of divide up responsibilities then? <laughs> so back in the day, it was probably year four of our, of our e-commerce business. We, we started to step on each other's toes a little bit. We uh -huh. were, um, telling people that to, we were giving people different directions. We were overlapping each other. We weren't really focusing on what we should be focusing on. So we found this really cool activity online where for an hour we sat outside, it was must've been more than an hour. And we just went at each other brutally honestly you're good at this you're bad at this nate you're a terrible writer connor you're too much long term you're not thinking of the projects that we need to do right now and we just went after each other in a good professional way but at the end of this we had this big list of things that we were both or things that we one of us was good at one of us was bad at and we realized that we complemented each other very well we had the same values the same beliefs but um, we had very, very different skill sets, which was a good thing. So we, since then, we've been able to divide and conquer more. Um, but we also left that meeting with a list of all the things that we were bad at, things that we were spending time doing that weren't getting done at the highest level. So we've become very good at hiring experts to take those weaknesses and turn them into strengths while focusing what we should be good at. He's focused on the website and the content. I focus on the systems, the processes, um, the sales side, the podcast. So we've been able to divide and conquer very well ever since we did that activity and learn from it. That's awesome. Um, and that's and that's great that you got that kind of clarity from, from an exercise like that. And the systems are my thing too. So that I, I appreciate that. Uh, so what what is the, I mean, without getting too technical for the audience, it won't be too technical for me, but like, what does the backend kind of look like for you guys? Are you using off the shelf tools? Is everything custom? So one thing that I realized back with my e-commerce business is every time I hire a third party, they do about 80% of what I want them to do. And I can never get them to do that last 20%. And then I get frustrated and I end up just building it myself anyway. And we did that with our e-commerce business, with our pricing software and our order fulfillment tools. Um, and with FreeUp, we didn't even try to use a third party. We, we built it ourselves right from the beginning. Um, it's built in Node. Um, we've added third parties. Um, we like we had a payment processor that we added on just as temporary while we kind of built our own. Um, and now we've kind of built that. But for the most part, we're, we're always building our own software. Okay. Um, so any of the, like, I, I, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is like my business for the most part runs on like Intercom and Airtable. Uh, and like, those are, those are game changers for us. Like, are there any sort of tools like that, that you, that are a part of your sort of daily cadre? 
we use Skype all the time. I mean, Skype has been a great way to communicate. It's free. It's easy. It's easy. I mean, clients have it. So it's very easy to connect clients with freelancers rather than if we pulled something else in and had some other chat that they had to sign up for. Um, I'm a big Trello guy. Uh-huh. We use uh-huh. Jira. Um, I think it's pronounced Jira maybe for software development. Um, they really like that. But I mean, we don't do anything crazy. That's really the tools we use along with the software that we built. Good. Well, no, and that's good. That's what I kind of want to hear. And I like people to sort of get that lesson from this too, that you can build and grow very fast companies with, you know, some customization and also some off the shelf tools. And uh, Trello is, Trello is great. I mean, I, I, at one point in my last company, we were the, the largest user of Trello. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, Trello, <laughs> we were, we were really putting it through its paces. So what uh, is, I mean, th- this is your full-time thing, right? Do, do you have any side projects you're working on? No. So through last year, I ran the e-commerce business, um, which was steady. It wasn't growing, but I, I transitioned that over to my business partner. Um, we had three business partners for that. Um, and my focus is just on free up going forward. Great. Well, so now the last question I always like to ask, or I always like to ask, or what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? More effective. So <laughs> for, first of all, you have to learn how to problem solve. The, if you don't know how to problem solve and, and the correct methods of problem solving, you're going to really struggle as an entrepreneur. I mean, the, every day there's going to be problems. Sometimes they're small, sometimes they're big. They come out of nowhere and they're, they're problems that can destroy your business. And one, one of the lessons that I learned way back in the day is when you're problem solving for, it could be a customer complaint, it could be software crashing, it could be anything. Start off by gathering all that information that you can. Don't jump into solving until you have all that information. Figure out what resources you have, money, people, whatever it is. Create a plan and stick with that plan. And then once you fix it or fix it to the best of your ability, the step that everyone always forgets is put steps in place so that same problem never happens again. And I think um, a lot of people that don't go through that same problem solving method really struggle long term and they get all these setbacks that really derail them. Um, my second one, which is uh, a lot shorter is just learn how to prioritize. I mean, a a lot of being an entrepreneur, you can't do everything. You have so many different things, whether it's different social media channels, partnerships, um, figure out what comes first, what comes second and be prepared to, to switch that order up. And my last one, which is kind of unique to me is listening, listening to all the gurus and the courses and and all that is great, but at the same time, you do have to figure out how to do things yourself. And I've always been someone that just loves trial and error. I never want to do what other people are doing. That doesn't mean I don't go to a conference and pick up something here or there that I can apply to my business, but I'm never trying to copy someone or follow someone. I'm always trying to figure out new ways to do things and people usually end up copying me because of it. So those are really my, my advice. Uh, those are great. And so you have a special offer that you have been gracious enough to give, right? So how do people find out more about that? Yeah. So if you go to freeup.com with three E's, um, if you want to book a meeting with me, my calendar is right at the top. We're also going to give you a, I think it was 25, but we'll double it to be a $50 credit. If you mentioned this podcast, Um, if you sign up, um, just click become a client. It's free to sign up. No monthly fee, no minimums, no obligation to keep using us, no monthly fee or anything. Um, It's really in our best interest to get you people you actually like. Well, uh, that's very generous of you. So thank you, Nathan. Thank you for your time. And everybody, you know, just go try it out. Try a project. doesn't matter if you wanted to get something done that had to do with writing or graphic design or Facebook marketing, really any of the things that we kind of talk about all the time. And you've been waiting because you didn't want to hire someone full time or commit to anything. Just go post post a project and see what you get back. And the difference here is that these people are pre-vetted. 
Um, and it sounds like from your energy, Nathan, that I feel like you're pre-vetting a lot of them. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't do the vetting anymore, but I do spend a lot of time and energy into this business. I love talking to clients. I love helping people both on the client and the freelancer side. Well, awesome. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. If you'd like to get more done in less time, join our exclusive community of entrepreneurs and visionaries, the Less Doing Labs. It's free and just for you. Go to lessdoinglabs.com slash more done.